Welcome to That's What I Call Marketing, the podcast where you'll hear from the leading lights in the marketing world and hear their unique stories. Today is a little bit different. We will definitely be hearing from some leading lights in the marketing world, and we're going to be getting their perspective on Super Bowl 57 or 2023, whichever way you want to count it, and the ads that we saw during Super Bowl. And what's great about this episode is it's not a group of people like me that get to watch all the ads on YouTube afterwards. I'm speaking to people who watch it live on the day in the US with their friends and families and watch the advertising as it happens. So I'm delighted to be joined by Jess Robodeau, who's the Chief Strategy Officer for Lucky Generals based in New York. Klipsky, who is the Global Executive Creative Director for Vistaprint. And Russell Lambright, who is the Global Executive Creative Director for Indeed. So what better group of people to hear what they thought about the Super Bowl ads, and they have some amazing views to share with you. Cliff, Jess, Russell, thank you so much for joining me today, and that's what I call marketing. Um, delighted to have you here with me to talk about the Super Bowl, not really the Super Bowl, but the ads. Um, I know nothing about American football, so I won't even start to try to understand uh, anything about it. Um, but I would love to hear just first of all about your your Super Bowl day. So in my head, I have this vision of like every American household watching Super Bowl with like 20, 30 people there and it being a big party. But of course, that's just unrealistic because there can't be 20, 30 people in everyone's houses. But <laughs> I, I have this vision of people coming together. So Jess, what was your Super Bowl Sunday like? Uh, so I was out in um, New Jersey at my my sister's place. Uh, my parents were in town. It's worth noting I grew up in Texas, so American football is kind of a religion. <laughs> um, so uh, it was my nephew who was about to be three. It was the the first year he was allowed to like watch a bit of it. Um, I'm thinking of starting an online series called Toddler Takes, where I just ask him to predict what's going to happen in the game. Um, but that was, that was my Super Bowl Sunday, lots of snacks, um, and, and the fam kind of gathered around the big game. Excellent. Cliff, how about you? What was your day? Yeah. I, I'm, I'm just curious to wonder why it was his first year being allowed to watch it as if like the Super Bowl <laughs> is R rated or something. Um, but, uh, it's, it's the screen time management. All right. Um, well, I am. I currently live in New Jersey, so maybe not far from where you are, Jess. But um, I uh, sort of just locked it down. I didn't have a lot of people over. I I think I'm still getting over the, the holidays and having family and stuff over, so I kept it a lot more uh, streamlined with just uh, a couple of friends. Uh, watched it, did you know a bit of uh, getting ready for it and grocery shopping and cooking all day. Uh, had a nice big pot of uh, chicken chili going when um, everybody came over, and then we just uh, sat down and watched it. I'm a Huge football fan, so to me, it's sort of like I want to limit the amount of people here who are not really into football because I don't want them talking about other things and just driving me nuts during the game. <laughs> so I would definitely not be invited to your house. That's yeah, you that's would, I'd, have to, I'd have to sit you outside, Connor. <laughs> uh, Russell, how about you? What was your Super Bowl Sunday? Well, I was able to watch it uh, at a friend's house, so um, they were doing the thing and and having lots of people, and we all kind of brought things over to their house. And so they are someone else had brought chili, and someone else had brought queso. So I'm in Austin, Texas, uh, so it is that's all you know. You got to have you got to have the queso and the chili and whatnot. Um, we were actually traveling back in town from fam a family visit, so we we ordered a um, a pizza ahead of time. 
to, to have it delivered. So we were going to like show up there with the pizza and the pizza got to our house before we did. So we show up and, and the pizza we had ordered was like a little tiny pizza, like a little personal pizza. We thought it was a much bigger one. So we had to quickly scramble and, and order a new pizza. But anyway, um, it was a, a really great uh, setting. There was actually a lot. There was a couple of advertising people there as well. Uh, our, our neighbors or people we worked with. Uh, my wife and I are both in advertising. Um, and then there were some other non-advertising neighbors there too. So we've got a good mix of, of people and, and experiences of you know who's watching the game, who's watching the ads, and who's just not watching either. <laughs> just for the snacks. Just yeah. there for the yeah. snacks. Yeah. They came for the pizza. Well, that- yeah. <laughs> It's your turn to take a bite. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, And so that's, I was interested then, you know, I I guess knowing that you were going to come and do this today, do you feel like you watched it differently and you were kind of more attuned to the ads or was just so much going on, you were kind of consuming it like normal? Um, Jess, did you feel different watching it or? I I think it was mostly the same. So it's worth worth noting um, my older sister and my brother-in-law both work in the business. So we're okay. a pretty obnoxious crew to watch with. There are a lot of opinions. Uh, my poor husband who is not in the business is like, can we, can we just watch it like normal people? No. Um, so I think for me, uh, it, it felt kind of similar for most of my adult life. I've ended up watching the game with other advertising people. So I always feel like we're a little bit judgy um, and there's like, a lot of shushing during the commercial breaks <laughs> so we can hear and see what's going on. Um, so oh, it felt brilliant. the same for me. Russell, how about you? Cause you had a mix then of Ad- Adlan people and not. Yeah. It's funny. Cause I thought it probably would be good to just not, um, uh, do anything that different while I was watching it just to try to experience what it would normally feel like. Um, and so, um, I did do, I did watch some of the ads ahead of time, which I, I guess I always do that anyway. You see, you know, articles come up and so you kind of watch some pre things. Um, so I kind of knew some, some things going in, but tried not to do it too much and was really curious to kind of pay attention to how other people reacted as well, because it's, I don't know, the one way I always think of it is, um, it's almost like Rotten Tomatoes where they have the fans and they have the critics. And so we're the critics um, yeah. that are advertising people uh, at age. Their top list is very different from the USA Today, which that group was I was with. It was much more like the USA Today, which is another sort of uh, national poll that's that's more fan based. Yeah, I and that, that's interesting. And Cliff, with your group, was there a mix of people in, in the advertising industry or was it kind of yeah. just pure sports fans? Yeah. So my, uh, my girlfriend, uh, she is, uh, in the, in the business as well. So same thing, we critique really hard and the people that the, the people that I was with, they weren't in the business. And I think the, the other phenomenon is that if it's a good commercial, but more so if it's a bad commercial, I feel like everybody who's not in the business blames us for it because we're in the business. Like every bad commercial, I felt like they looked at me and I was like, I didn't do it. I don't, I don't know. It's not, it's not my fault. Um, so it was, there was a lot of that or, or almost like, well, why did they do that? Uh, like they were looking for explanations throughout the commercials um, as they were playing. So it was an interesting sort of dynamic, which I always feel like we get the, never like always the blame when it's a bad commercial, like, uh, you know, asking why something was done. So it was interesting. And I, I think there was a few times where, I was out of the room and, and uh, they were like, oh, this is a good one or this is a bad one. I had to rewind and, and, and check it out and look at it. And they go, oh, it's just awful. But 
Um, but yeah, so it was, a, it was a good mix. And which ones then, we'll get to the ones that maybe didn't land so well, but which were the ones during the day, Cliff, for you and that in your group that were kind of like, ah, oh, I, I enjoy that or I liked that or that was good? Uh, I got to be honest, there weren't a lot. I feel like there weren't a lot that really made me yeah. say, oh man, or that, that really stuck with me. And as I was going through it again, uh, there wasn't that many. I think maybe like the, the Duncan one with, with Jen and Brad and, and, uh, uh, whatever his name, uh, Ben Affleck, you know, yeah, yeah, that guy, uh, you know, that one that, you know, I think, you know, as it was going, I didn't feel like I was like, oh, okay. But then when Jen rolled up and, and sort of yelled at him, I was like, all right, that took a nice turn for me there. I think the, uh, the Google fixer one stood out for me a little bit. Cause I thought that was just a really good product demo and the, and the use of some of the stars and the way that they, um, played off it were even with Giannis where he got dunked on and like erased himself out of it. And was like, what dunk? I thought that was, uh, some nice shots that some of the celebrities to get each other. Um, I like the pop corners with uh, Breaking Bad because I'm just a huge fan of the show. Um, so I like that. And I think maybe the other than that was, um, I think one of my, a dark horse for me was that, that one for, um, uh, what was it? The, uh, the takeover Tubi. I think they did a really nice oh. job. I think they did a really nice job with the uh, inter- integration with the, um, with the announcers as yeah. well as, that that random one with the evil evil, evil rabbits throwing people down a rabbit hole. <laughs> that scared me. I'm gonna, I'm gonna yeah. go that, that scared me. <laughs> I didn't know what it was for, but when I felt like evil rabbits grabbing people, I was in. <laughs> <laughs> Jess, how about you? Which ones on the yeah, day? I, I'm, Cliff, I'm with you. Uh, you know, I think it was kind of a little bit of a letdown of a year. There there weren't like a, a ton of you know home runs. I think for me, the the two B. Um, you know, frankly, those three spots were probably like a pinnacle for me. The the surprise takeover was a little bit of moment of genius. Like they got everyone. Like my husband panicked for a minute. Yeah. I was like, no, it, it, wor- it worked. It, yeah. it definitely worked. Like Snoop Dogg posted about it. His kids yelled at him. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, changing the channel. Like it. I, I think you know what I love about that is I think they did what the Super Bowl is best for, which is like, use the stage. So like, think about that, that, that moment that kind of gets us talking. And I like when we get a little bit inventive. I also just like always shout out to the mischief crew for being like wonderfully weird. Like, yes, terrifying rabbits, throwing people down. <laughs> the rabbit hole. Ah, like all day, all, sign, sign me up. Um, I also am like a massive softy, um, like most of America, the farmer's dog ad got me as well. Like, I mean, classic formula going back to like Budweiser and, and, um, you know, the puppies and the Clydesdales, like, yeah, put a dog on it. America's going to love it. Um, yeah. I had a, uh, I'm not crying. You're crying moment. Watching oh that. yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I was like, I'm going to sound like a, you know, like I'm being paid by the farmer's dog on the side, but like I have an old dog, he's 15 and I switched him over because I'm like, Oh, I don't know. It's supposed no. to be better for you. And then I'm like what? seeing myself in this ad and I'm like, Oh, it's, it's me. <laughs> this is, this is for me. <laughs> Got it. Um, so yeah, I think I think those were some of my favorites. I was also uh, popcorners um, was good for me. I also was really excited to see the beer landscape open with ABI ending their exclusive takeover. Yeah. I thought Miller, like the Miller Coors surprise Blue Moon. I thought they played that beautifully. Um, another ad that for me 
use the full landscape, right? So they did an integration with DraftKings ahead of time to like get in on the sports betting angle okay. uh, of sports viewership that's really taken off, Connor, just for reference um, in the US, because that's that's kind of recent for us that we we have this kind of huge explosion um, in, in kind of mobile betting. And then you know, it was fun and silly. Um, and in that same way, shout out to Doritos, like from from my hometown of Plano, Texas. But like Frito, like get in the big game. I, I'm I'm a sucker for like CPG. Well done. Um, it also, sorry, I'm like rambling on, but I do think <laughs> that they did something that I didn't see other people do because I had a pet peeve, which is like the way that we're overplaying nostalgia. Um, what I thought Doritos did well is they actually found a moment to like bridge generational gaps. So they put young star in, but had the Elton John like cameo in, which felt like a moment where I'm like, okay, we can all come to the table. Um, but I'm not feeling like what year is it? And why, why do we think this is relevant? Which I, I think several, several advertisers were guilty of this year. Yeah. And Russell, how about, how about you and your, your crew, which ones stood out? Yeah, it's funny. Um, you you mentioned several already, um, and I think there was it was certainly I, I was very aware of I think that I was going to be on this show, so I kept noticing again the differences between how people react to it, how I was reacting to it in the moment versus what I was watching later, and um, like one of them was the the dog one, the farmer's dog. So yeah. it played well in the room. It, it certainly, and the thing is you didn't really have to watch it that closely. You get that idea really quickly. Oh, some of the young dog later, there's an old dog. That idea alone is like, like you, Jesse, were like, it's, there's a lot of powerful thoughts with that. So you didn't really have to get a lot of dog food, get it. The whole thing works really easily. Um, and, and so the next day watching them, obviously there's a similar uh, dog story. Cause obviously animals do very well in the Super Bowl, but the Amazon saving Sawyer, which again, back to my Rotten Tomatoes sort of fans liked uh, the farmer's dog. Uh, ad people seemed to like the Amazon spot better. It was a little more crafted. It had more of a story arc and a surprise to it, and sort of typical things that you might see kind of in the Super Bowl. But um, and then watching them the next day, I kind of I liked that one better. The Amazon spot better. I kind of felt like, um, and if anything, you know, the farmer's dog. I felt it again. It was such a at the core of it, such a strong, powerful idea. I wonder if they couldn't do more with it to, to dial that up even more. Not that they really had to, obviously, because it had such mm-hmm. impact, but, um, but that's, and that's what you always love. It's a really simple story that you can sort of tell powerfully. Um, another, I had a similar reaction to the, the Ben Affleck, um, except I can remember his name, Cliff. Um, <laughs> and it's funny. And then I saw the JLo moment, the great, and nice craft. Again, you start to see, you start to see so many patterns with these. And, and that one, you've, we've all seen the, the drive-through celebrity. Yeah. And that's been done for, for a long time. So having a little twist at the end like that was, was nice. And it's funny. The other thing that came to mind is, is the, Last week in the Grammys, uh, I don't know, Connor, if you saw this, there was a lot of uh, sort of memes around Ben Amflack just looking really oh, yeah. like like bored. <laughs> and I just thought, man, if that was setting up this commercial, that would yes. have been fantastic. And I don't know yeah. if it was or not, but they should have said it was, even if it wasn't. Yeah. Like, yeah, we, yeah. we did that. That's part of the concept. Yeah. I told, I told we have to get Ben a Duncan. That's yeah. the whole, it's yeah. a free yeah. run up ad. <laughs> Yeah, it, it's funny. I, 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 I did. I was like, Tiff, go ahead. No, I was gonna say it's funny, uh, Russell. What you say about the dog ads because 
in the room that I was in that uh, similar to I have I've I've had three dogs. I lost one over the summer that was an older dog. And I was watching that one and again like the people in the room were all like, Oh man and I was sitting there, I was like, Am I dead inside? Because this one is not <laughs> like I like I'm not like what are you guys crying about? Like what do you mean? Like this has been like just the usual trouble. Like I didn't give it. Then when I saw the one with Amazon, I was like, oh yeah, a dog that's destroying everything. And then I, I, I like the twist of I'm like, oh man, I'm gonna put the dog in a crate. This is this is just cruel. And then it's like <laughs> they brought another dog. So I like that twist that it had there. So to Russell's point, in terms of like like ad people, I definitely align more to the Amazon one where I felt the farmer's dog one was that that sort of like full emotion that Super Bowl commercials try to force out of you at times, um, which was I think. Maybe I was just resistant to it, but I literally looked around the room and I was like, I guess I'm dead inside because everybody, and, and I was on, I was actually on a, a, a tweet, uh, a, a group chat with a bunch of people from, you know, in the in the business that I work with now. And one of them was like, maybe it's my almost because I'm pregnant, but oh my God. And I was like, what, is, what are you watching right now? This is not worthy of this emotion. <laughs> worthy of this emotion. Uh, yeah, it's, it's funny. But I, on the Dunkin' Donut one, I, just, I saw a funny comment that somebody made because that her last comment was like, get me a glazed donut. And people were like, she she hasn't touched a glazed donut. No, no, <laughs> like never. She Thirty wants years. At, she yeah. wants to look at the glazed donut. Yeah, smell never. the glazed donut. She wants him to walk out with a little bag that just has one glazed donut in it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she makes she makes him eat it in front of her, like your pizza. Yeah, yeah. 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 the personal size. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you also mentioned the popcorners one. It's funny that was one of the ads I saw beforehand, and I I was like. When I saw it on my own, I was like, oh, man, I, I love that show so much that I was like, really, you're going to take that show and turn it into popcorners? And I, don't know, I kind of was I don't know, didn't love that idea. But then it played really well in the room. Like people really got it. They got into the jokes and, and loved it. And, and people are going, I'm going to go watch that series again. You know, it was like and so it's know, what do we know? Sometimes we get to yeah. overthink those think things. My thing was like, I love this show so much. I was asking is it are we too far removed from the show to to use these jokes and everything i think i was to that to that degree i wanted to preserve the sanctity of the show and i was like i think we're too far removed you can't but then you see things like people mimicking clueless and some of the other like you know john travolta and i was like oh i guess that's a a thing where you know trying to bring back this nostalgic feel yeah, yeah. I, I thought it was interesting. Like the overrun of nostalgia, I think there's a question mark for me on like how far is too far removed um, mm-hmm. with like Michelob Ultra playing on Caddyshack. Like I yeah, hate to yeah. admit it and I'll order some eye cream, but that film <laughs> is 43 years old this year. I just need us to take like a minute. Yeah. Um, so not only are we completely just disregarding Gen Z, but like also most of millennials also, right? Like not conscious. Um, John Travolta, I did the math because I, I, again, I like was morbidly curious. So it's 45 years since Greece came out. The equivalent, if it's 2000, so for me, 2002, Pepsi, Britney Spears, all-time Super Bowl, like excellence. It would have been as if Pepsi had put a cast member of I Love Lucy in their Super Bowl. <laughs> that, that is the difference that we are talking about. 
Like that's brilliant. What like, are we doing? Yes, <laughs> I want to see. I want to see the beautiful mind, like whiteboard you have in your room right now. That you <laughs> this is what happens when a little strategist join this. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute. <laughs> Hold on. What? It sounds like a fun party. Well, you know, I was like uh, watching, you know, the commentary and like you guys, I, even if I'm not in the room with other family members, if someone doesn't like an ad, they'll text me about it. Like I am, I am the arbiter of good and bad ads. <laughs> so people were like, why is this so old? I was like, well, how old is it? And then I was like, oh no, it's, like remarkable in fact um i mean i think think it's also like what's still like popping up in culture so obviously you know wizard of oz was a long time ago everyone still knows that movie and so that stayed around greece has stayed around i think i don't know if caddyshack has stayed around if if, if younger people are watching the same way they may watch greece for example so i know that i had the same reaction when i saw it it, someone who did like talent too like, yeah. I mean, Nickelodeon's yeah. roster, like, you've got Serena Williams. We get to see Jimmy Butler for, like, five seconds. You paid for Romo to be there. <laughs> like, it, yeah. It, yeah. it felt like a weird holder for that much, what, so they, like, they had star a, power. Weeks ago, they had, a, I guess, a teaser for Romo doing the Bill Murray as the groundskeeper hitting the flowers. That, I felt, was better <laughs> than the ad itself. You know, just his impersonation of, uh, of, uh, of him doing that was just, was was pretty good, but yeah, I was miffed at that one as well. I, and that's one of the things I wanted to ask you about is, is is the whole celebrity thing and the role of celebrity. Like as I watched some of the ads, and again, I watched them completely out of context, but you know, I was watching them, and I just was left wondering a couple of times: was the ad about we can get this celebrity? And then let's create something that we can just put them in versus we have some sort of a, an idea that we think is going to work. And who's a celebrity that we can get to play a part in this ad that's going to actually enhance the advertising. And for me, it just felt like so many times I was watching the ads going, they just thought about who the celebrity was first. And then they tried to make something around it. I, I, I thought the Mitchell Bone was definitely one. I, I, was, I was kind of perplexed by that one. There was a few I was just, and of course, I don't know who half the celebrities are. You know, this like age and Irishness, I think, combined. Um, so I'm left a bit kind of confused by it. And, you know, the the John Travolta and Scrubs one, you know, I was like, okay, I get, you know, I, I knew Scrubs, I knew John Travolta, so I was able to at least have the context of it. Um, but I definitely felt a few were just really leaning on we are paying for a celebrity, you know, and how many ads can Snoop Dogg appear in? Yeah, a friend, a friend of mine asked, like, why is John Travolta with the Garden State guy? Yeah. <laughs> well, that's the other thing. That's like an awe. Like I, I love Scrubs, love it. But again, twenty three years old is that show, guys? Like at some point, I'm like, are, we're just right, leaving. Jess, you must have this on a chart somewhere. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I have a little notepad because I, I became like really curious. I'm like, okay, so we're just leaving out like huge swaths of an audience, which I think is a a weird choice. Um, and I like, I'm all about, you know, making the most of like elder millennial and gen X and even boomer spending power. But I do think it's odd in a moment where we're all, we're about bringing everybody together that we aren't thinking about like wider bridges. Um, if we're playing, paying for celebrity, like I thought Pepsi with, Mm -hmm. um, 
Pepsi's choices were, were also weird. Like Zoolander again, <laughs> like, okay. It's been a minute. Um, Steve Martin. Steve Martin. Fun. Yeah. But why didn't we bring in Selena? Go- He's on a hit show with Selena Gomez where the entire oh, like okay. thing is about their, like it's Martin Short, Steve Martin and Selena Gomez. And the whole tropes are like playing with their age differences that's why that show works. I don't know why like the Pepsi team didn't think about the same kind of bridge opportunity. I think what I think the the myth, for, the myth for me with that Pepsi one was <clears throat> the whole concept was, or am I acting? I feel like they should have gotten people who were better actors than, <laughs> than those two. You know, because it's like, yeah, 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 100%. Yeah. But like, I don't think they pulled off that. I, this is so amazing, very well. Yeah, you know, no. they, they were like, mm, yum. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I, was like, I, I was think we know the answer that. to that. Like, <laughs> I remember, 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 was like Phil Hartman on SNL? He was like, but I was acting, right? He played it over the top and did a really good job. Like, they were just like, oh, it's good. Or am I acting? I was like, you're a terrible actor, so it doesn't make a difference. <laughs> So I think that was the myth with, with that one there. But I, to, to your, your question, kind of, I, I, I don't, I feel like there was a, there was a shortage of concept throughout the Super Bowl, you know, yeah. uh, uh, wholeheartedly. So when you, when you ask the question of, did they write a concept and get a sub- celebrity? I think it was, who can we get? Who's not already booked in a commercial? Or like Serena, she's booked, but we'll get her to do another one. Like who, who, who's available? And then let's have them do something as opposed to, Hey, there's a great concept that would fit A, B, or C celebrity. Uh, I think the concept was missing in a lot of these, uh, in a lot of the work. Yeah, you know, it, it felt like in general, you know, again, Super Bowl has been around as a big deal for quite a while, but it's become even more, you know, of a thing now because there's so few other moments out there that are like it in terms of the entire country coming together around a communal experience. And so the pressure is on. You know, the price of being there is on the expectation of what's been done before. And frankly, the analysis of everything, including this. There's there's so much overthink that, you know, it's like people are studying. Here's what's done well in the past. Here's, you know, animals, kids, nostalgia shows. Got to get this in. What's the extension that lives online with social? You know, all all the things that people are just so busy trying to do all the things that they kind of forget. We need a simple original idea that's going to break through, and that that almost feels like the afterthought. I think that's a really good call out, Russell. And I think mm-hmm. it's it, I think we have to mention the way that Super Bowl ads coming to existence has has changed. You guys are obviously you know hanging on the client side, but from the agency side, like there's been a mass shift to like several brands have started treating their Super Bowl ads like cattle calls, right? Like it's like great, we're going to take a lot of scripts in. I'll throw them into testing, obviously. It's a big spend, I get it. And I'm not anti-research, but we're basically, like, instead of working with a brand um, that that you know well, that, that you've built trust with, to push on a concept that feels Super Bowl worthy, they're starting with, we're doing Super Bowl, now give me something Super Bowl worthy. And I think there's, you end up with things that feel disconnected um, from the brand or the rest of, of the universe and in some cases feel a little bit devoid of concept. And I, I think the shift in the way that we're getting to Super Bowl work as, you know, a byproduct of shifting agency culture relationships with clients in general um, is starting to now show in, in the game. And I was left wondering, you know, to that point, were are any of the, the ads that we saw 
are they going to live on? Like, is there anything, is there anything next with, with the campaigns or, you know, and I felt probably not, maybe Farmer's Dog is probably one that, you know, could run next week as well and not have to be tied so, you know, exclusively to the Super Bowl. Again, a lot of money to spend. It just seems like, why aren't we thinking beyond just that one event? And I get, I, I get parts of it, but I think it's why in a way I liked the, the Miller Light, Coors Light, Blue Moon. You know, I, I thought that was just, that was clever. I, I just like the way that they got value for money as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Three brands for one. <laughs> it's just, yeah. and it was, so they didn't portfolio. take it so seriously. Like, lots to love. Um, I think Tubi could stay. Like, I think that's the, like down the rabbit hole as an idea, like I think is something that they can run with yeah. for a while. Mm-hmm. Obviously it was super spectacular um, in the Super Bowl. They made the most of the moment, but I think they've, that is one, like we've talked about where a lot of things are, devoid of concept i think they introduced a platform um in the big game that i anticipate they'll keep running with um and i i think it you know it raises the question of like what is the super bowl for you've got 110 roughly million eyeballs what do you you know what's the role of it for the brand um and each brand that'll look a little bit different yeah i think i think it's funny about the 2b one is that i I thought it obviously I think it really played well with us. I think it was it was funny and engaging and but it didn't play well in the room and I was watching the group was paying attention. They were really mad about that <laughs> that one prank too. Like you should have saw the guy whose house it was. Really? He was like, I swear, it's here's the remote right here. You know, maybe it's our neighbor who's like it was and they I don't even have to be I don't even know what to be is. Yeah. <laughs> So I'm just curious if I'm in, I wonder too, and, and I looked at the USA Today, it didn't do very well in it either. Um, so anyway, curious about that. Cause again, I thought it was really smart and inventive, but um, it's, it's, it's funny. You have to look at it from a lot of different angles. Yeah. I, I, I wonder if that's like, so like they had two other, you know, ads with the rabbit throughout the, the show. And I wonder if that's the part that will live on beyond the, you know, that, that, that little just takeover that they did, but like the whole rabbit hole thing will be, Sort of like the, the uh, extension. The one that I that I think uh, possibly I wonder because I know I don't know if you guys there was a couple of uh, sort of like Netflix integrations as well in the oh, show yeah, with the, that Ultra and then the GMC GM? one. Yeah, GMC, yeah. which I was thinking like maybe that one will because I guess they're saying that they're going to use more electric vehicles in their show, which is sort of a random thing to point out. But like, yeah, yeah. it's like yeah. what? Yeah, like, it's I'm it's, not looking it's at the vehicles. <clears throat> yeah, it's part of an exclusive partnership that they've decided to do as like part of Netflix thinking about like better corporate citizenry. So like moving forward in all shows where it makes sense, um, they'll be using all vehicles shown will be electric, um, courtesy of a partnership with I think GM. Um, yeah, it's very odd to point out, you, but it's, that's happening. Yeah, yeah the strategy <laughs> seems a bit odd. Like, just as a, how do you land that with a bunch of people not really watching the, the commercial that closely? But on the other hand, it's Will Ferrell. He's funny. He's yeah. jumping around different, you know. And so I still thought he was entertaining just because, I don't know, the zombie biting Will, yeah. Will Ferrell's yeah. funny. Um, but I think in the end of the day, like, I think you'd have to really think about what's this all about? Yeah. What is this? What am I taking away from this? But, you know. Yeah, maybe yeah, a I long know. walk for a ham sandwich on yeah. that one. And it's, yeah. it's interesting. It's interesting that, like you said, the corporate uh, citizenry of it. But 
we're going to spend $7 million telling you it all. <laughs> oh, of course, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We want to make sure we get our pat on the back for doing this. <laughs> yeah. Well, and you mentioned ham sandwich, but I thought the Hellman's oh. one was... Uh, yeah, it's like ham and brie. I was like, oh, yeah. So I, again, that was one where I was just like, you had three celebrities that you paid a lot of money for, and I think then it was like, well, what will we do? And I don't know if that's a joke. If it's a, if it's an ongoing joke about yeah. you know that one, that one I think they probably were like that one. I think they probably started with like celebrities' names that sounded like food, and said we'd yeah. put them in a refrigerator and then have somebody yeah. random eat. I think it was really like uh, John Ham. Who that go with? Uh, Ham for sure. Who, uh, who, who would Ham go with? Oh, yeah, Brie Lawson. Like, yeah, I, I would not want to have been in that, that room trying to figure out what celebrities yeah. named after food would work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Calling up Hollywood agents. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Cheddar? Any cheddar or pitas? <laughs> lettuce. I would have lettuce. Oh, man. He's already paid for ham. Yeah. <laughs> yeah ham's in. What else you got? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Somebody named Cheese would have really worked better there, but yeah. And um, one that surprised me then in uh, System 1 testing, which they brought out yesterday was their highest rated ad do you know have you seen which it was do you want to have a guess oh right let's have a guess what was the highest rating ad in system one testing i mean we, gotta, we haven't mentioned it i'm gonna give you a clue we haven't mentioned it no there's well, like a one in 75 well, was the, shot uh, yeah <laughs> was it the jeep was it the jesus one nope no god no, no. okay i was like phew well, i didn't <laughs> yeah um, let's see. I'm like trying the to... The NFL? Oh, yeah. No. Do you want to talk about that one? Um, how about... Yeah, I like Kia. that one. How about the Kia one? No, was the Kia one the Blinky? The, the, yeah. Binky? Yeah. Oh, Binky Dad. Uh, Binky Dad. I did, like, I did like that. No. Disney. Oh, of really? course. That wasn't an ad. Yeah. I'm with you, Cliff. I'm I was like, really... I was like, really? It felt like Disney. a... Disney yeah, montage, Disney like of course, but that's fine. That's, like you know, that's like a I movie mean, trailer. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah gotta, I, I feel like the. I think the whole movie trailer thing is sort of like cheats. Yeah, because it's 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 not really it's not. I mean, advertising. It's sort of like it is a it's a mini movie. It's not. I mean, yes, they are selling them. I get it, but it's like. Come it's, on, yeah. it's a montage, just, and yeah, of course, I, yeah. like I, I I respect System One a lot, but like. That's not a huge shocker. You definitely know who it's for. It's Disney. Yeah. Um, two, it's going to score high on emotion, like emotional report because again, it's Disney showing you all their Disney things. Feels a little bit like a cheat to me. Not quite yeah. an ad. Yeah, yeah. I was, I was, I was surprised. Oh, there's the doorbell. Um, the <laughs> so I have to talk M and M's. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> Yeah, you you guys you guys I'll sit this one out. You guys go for that one. Yeah, uh, yeah. Where's where's I'm gonna I'm gonna turn off my camera. Go ahead. <laughs> so, yeah, go. Uh, so yeah, <laughs> discuss. I, I I think it was some weird weird choices. Um, one, you know it. Leading up to it, got people talking about it, but are we talking about M&Ms for the right reason? Like, we're playing into a a pretty not great narrative um, and using that as your crux for, again, 
what's typically a, a universal beloved candy. So like yeah. in a moment where we kind of, we try to like gloss over some, some of the, the issues, it felt, uh, off step for, for me, for the, from the brand. Yeah. I absolutely love my Rudolph. I was a little bit like surprised. I also think, and sometimes we do this in, in the business. I think it was for ad people. I think if you are not in the business, you walk away. And I saw this with my Texan mother in the room who's far from the business going like, WTF was that? Like, what it clam candy, like, really just like felt. <laughs> if you didn't know the narrative, yeah. it felt like a throwaway moment. Um I don't, yeah. I don't know how you guys felt, but it just felt like a... I think it probably lowered the metric for everyone involved in that. Yeah. I think I like Maya Rudolph a little bit less now. Yeah. I like clams a little bit less. <laughs> everything clams, just, everything, clams really took anything, a dip. Yeah. Everything, yeah. everything just... That red, that red M&M, he's out. Uh, no, I think <laughs> yeah. that was that was one specifically where I, where I mentioned before how everyone who's not in advertising look at me like I like it's my fault. That was one specifically where everyone looked at me and I was just like, I'm, I'm clueless. And then I think uh, the next day I was talking and somebody said, Oh, you, I think you had to, you really need to see the, the run up to it that they were doing. I was like, well now I had to come up with homework. Like I had to do homework yeah. before watching it. I was like, no man, no, it's, it should be self-sustaining. So that one to me, I, that was just, that just felt like a, 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 a grenade in the room. That one was just oof. And then they brought the spokes candies back, the fifteen second spokes candies thing, and and yeah. that scored really high because it's a a known fluent it's device easy. that people are, are aware of. So it's it's fascinating. It's not about saving money, obviously, but it's uh, how about music? Because music can and should play a role in in great advertising. Were there any? tracks that stood out for you or any that you were kind of impressed by you know i think i thought the bud light hold was i mean again it it was a smart use of music yeah <laughs> yeah so, and and kind of turning that into something I, and it was really simple which i thought you know you know we can't even talk about i think that's the one thing that stood out about me i didn't i didn't necessarily love it, it wasn't like oh my gosh i'm gonna remember that ad 10 years from now but in terms of it standing out as a really simple idea that you know you end up like normally hate that music, but seeing that they're kind of owning it and having some fun with it and turning this horrible experience that we've all had to do sitting on a hold for some company and <clears throat> turning that into a nice moment. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, I thought that was a nice use of music. Yeah, I, I agree. I think I, I wasn't, I wasn't in love with it, but I think that the fact that they took uh, something that is so prevalent in culture right now, right? Like how many times have we heard, you know, call volume is, is, is longer than expected, <laughs> you know? So it's like, I think that, you know, the fact that they took uh, something that we're a convention that we're all dealing with right now and did something with it. I, I really appreciated that. I, I, did, I was sort of like, ah, on the execution of it all, but I, I did appreciate that um, in terms of music. Other than that, like I didn't, I didn't love the one for, uh, uh, was it Uber Eats with, with Diddy? Um, yeah. Oh, I, I, yeah. So like that weird. was really random and weird. Um, so that, that didn't land. I, I don't know. I felt like he was just propped up there. Like it was, he was like, yeah, you know, it weird. Looked like it was like weekend at Bernie's Diddy. Yeah. Right? Like, I was just, like, I was literally about to say, CGI'd yeah. in. It was really, yeah. I'm glad you said that clip. Cause I was yeah. like, what is happening? Yeah. Um, face, like, I don't know. He was like Botox up. I don't know what was going on with him, but he was like dead. 
It was really yeah, weird. It, it was weird. Like we couldn't burn these vibes. Like, I was like yeah. is this like deep fake Diddy? Don't know. Totally weird. Um, Connor, can I have a sneaky answer on on music in this one? Because I think we'd yeah. be remiss to not call out my personal like brand winner in this, which is Rihanna and Fenty Beauty okay, are, yeah. are definitely like the winners of the Super Bowl. The moment, eight hundred thirty three percent spike in search volume for Fenty really? Beauty after that one lipstick reapply moment. Um, that for me, like reminder, what an ad doesn't have to be thirty seconds. Sometimes your biggest like pump is is using your equity well, like. It, well, and it, I, I totally lost, totally lost on me. I had no idea what that was. I obviously know who Rihanna is, you know, but that moment and somebody in work actually pointed out what happened. I was like, oh, I had no idea that she had this brand. <laughs> this <laughs> oh, is yeah. This was. Like, <laughs> all right, all right. So that so was you, like, you, that's genius. <laughs> so, so Connor, you're great. You don't know football. You don't know half the celebrities. <laughs> You don't know who Rihanna is and that she has a makeup brand. <laughs> I don't know marketing. Uh, so, uh, Russell can tell you that. <laughs> oh, that's, that's not true. I love the idea that you start a I'm podcast kidding. to actually learn about marketing. You don't yes. know. And it's yeah. exactly yeah. just yeah. your personal educational journey. <laughs> That the rest of us are doing. And it's actually in his title. Marketing is in his title. (laughs) (laughs) Look, say nothing. Say nothing. Don't tell. My boss doesn't even know that I do this, so it's fine. He won't hear it. He won't hear it. It's fine. (laughs) Um, I do want to ask about um, so you just mentioned one earlier on, but some of the classics, like some of the great Super Bowl ads of all time. I think probably fair to say based on this conversation, we're not going to look back on this year saying we've had a few classics. You know, we've had some okay ads, some decent ads, but probably nothing that's going to last the test of time and we'll we'll talk about. So I'd love you to pick one of your favorite all-time mm-hmm. Super Bowl ads. Um, Russell, I'm going to start with you to put you on the spot. Start with me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's funny... Um, what sort of first introduced me to thinking of Super Bowl advertising as a as a distinct thing in a spectacle is I was um, I was around for 1984 mm-hmm. when that okay. that ad came on and it was just you know it was stunning it was such a powerful statement it was such a powerful statement on culture and, and the product and and just the fact that it was this this massive sort of spectacle. It still stands out for me, and obviously there are a lot of great ads, and and there are more contemporary ones, you know, uh, probably more recently. So for people who might be younger who've never um, heard of that ad before, like I really like the uh, my other choice is the Old Spice. Oh yeah, um, spot from 2010. Like that was, I mean, just I remember when it came on, it was so funny, so like smart, so different. Mm-hmm. Um, a single idea that just really kind of cut through and made me think, yeah, I could try old spice now. I, you know, that was a talk about a big shift. Yeah. Huge brand turnaround, huge brand turnaround. Yeah. Jess, what about you? You, you did mention one earlier, but I gave, I'll I, give you a chance to revise if you need to. I mean, look, I'm not going to deny that the, the Pepsi, like Britney Spears run of the like late nineties, early odds were personally influential on me, but that might just be a me thing. Um, no, I think, you know, I, I'm going to 
kick it like old school. I think some of my favorite Super Bowl ads are the ones that I remember as a normal person before before the business, right? Like, I think not calling out like "What's up" is just like yeah, it's it's a miss. It it, it fundamentally changed like culture for that period of time, um, and it was a simple idea that like rolled through. It was true to the product, and it. You know, I, I think that's what I'm looking for in Super Bowl is like it's um, maybe like a wide eyed optimist, but it's one of the only times that like, frankly, especially anymore, like all of America is watching something at once. So like, what what are you doing to, to remind us of what we share? Um, and I, I love ads that, that deliver on that. And like, yeah, I'm here for the lulls as well. So that, yeah, that one for me is always a winner. A classic. Cliff, how about you? Uh, yeah, I probably, as, as I'm racking my brain on it, I, I think about the ones that, and probably more of them that are in recent memory that sort of stopped me. And I remember, uh, I think it was 2014, 2013, I, I'm not sure that, that uh, GMC ad, uh, So God Made a Farmer, with uh, the recording from Paul Harvey. I remember I was with a bunch of, I was with like some really, uh, some ad people that I really respect. And I remember when that, when that commercial came on, it stopped the Super Bowl for us. Because we literally kept rewinding and watching it and breaking down the the uh, recording, breaking down the choice of imagery that they used. Oh, they used the girl hair, this shot. And that was when they first started putting those effects on stills or like the light flares or like, you know, the, the, the motion while it was on a still. And I remember we, we watched that no less than about 30 times. We just kept rewinding, kept rewinding, and then got wow. back to the game. And it was just it was just one of those things where I know if I wasn't with ad people, that would not have happened. Um uh, but it was one that, that sort of like just really stopped me. But I think, you know, there's other ones that I remember going, oh, like like the middle of High Life, the one second ad, where yeah. they just had the guy come on and for one second he would yell things like, <laughs> uh, like pizza, and then like cut out. And instead of using 30 seconds, they broke it up for one second. And he, and I just thought that was just brilliant where the same guy just coming on, just kept coming on randomly yelling something. And then um, maybe the one that made me laugh the most is that, I remember that career builder ad from a few years ago when he talked about if you need a new job. And I just loved their commitment to the craft, which, which started with, uh, I don't know if you guys remember it, but it just, I actually was looking at it the other day randomly and I was talking to some, some team members where it talked about, you know, if you need a new job, if, and it showed like a woman pulling up in a parking lot and screaming at the steering wheel. And then, you know, it said, you know, you need another job if, and it started with her and it just kept building. Like if you daydream about stuff and show somebody riding a dolphin in the water, somebody crying at a bus stop, somebody punching a koala bear. Just It just got more ridiculous and more ridiculous. And it's like, you don't need a new job if you make a lot of money. And so somebody just drinking gold bars. And it was just, it just got so ridiculous that, um, you know, I think the, the humor of it, the justice part, like what are those things that make you laugh or, or, or feel as well? And I think those are at least recent standouts for me. Yeah, I, one that for me I've mentioned a few, but the um, Betty White Snickers. Oh ad, yeah, you're not oh. you when you're like you're, yeah, yeah. I mean that, yeah. and to Always me that was it. yeah, and that is an example of they had that was already an idea, it was already a concept <clears throat> that they were working with, and she fitted <clears throat> the ad versus like oh let's get Betty White and what will we do with her? Which well, I and feel- and it's worth noting, like granted, I was at at BBDO at the time, but like 
Betty White wasn't like popping on in cultural radar at that moment, but she did they like that was part of the like Betty White like renaissance. All of a yes. sudden, she was like getting film roles again. And I think you know when I go, great, what's a good idea? Let's make it funny and memorable and and a little in mass in a good way, um, which I I think is something that you know if you're coming to the big game, like thinking that way isn't a bad way to go. We're coming at time. I want to ask you one last question. It, is it good for the industry? Are Super Bowl ads a, a good thing, or is there too much hype with them? Is there, you know, are they costing too much? Like, you know, generally, what's your what's your thought on it, Cliff? What's your view on it? Uh, I'm. I don't. Know, I think they're good. I also think I'm a little splinter because you know it, it gets a little frustrating when people. It's like, oh, it's our Super Bowl. It's the Super Bowl of advertising. It's like, oh, shut up. Um, I think, <laughs> and I think it's only. I think it's only good for the industry if the end product continues to be good. But if we just start doing things like, and I I feel like this was such a down year because you look forward to it as much. It's the same thing as if, if the game would have been crappy, you're like, Oh, you look forward to the game the whole, the whole year. And then it's a, it's a crappy game. So I think it's only good for the industry. If we can continue to put out a product that people say, wow, this is amazing what they do. Like one, one ad that made me really mad that we didn't talk about was that, weird Remy Martin one with Serena Williams when oh. she was doing oh, the, the halftime yeah. speech. What was that? It was the halftime speech from any given Sunday. And it was just like, why would you get <sighs> Serena Williams to do an Al Pacino speech? <laughs> like, that is just, like, did she know that going in? Like, so when you, like, that made me so mad. I was so furious at that, especially because I love that movie. But, like, it's only as good as, as, as we make the end product good. And if it becomes just like bad product, bad product, and then you're sitting there going, wow, that was a $7 million hit that you guys just took for this. And then, and it was a stinker. Then I think that reflects bad <laughs> or, or rather poorly on the industry, as opposed to uplifting the industry and what it is, what it is that we do and how much money goes into it. Yeah. Yeah. Jess, what's your, your thoughts on it? I, I agree. I think it's, it's a moment that comes with a lot of responsibility um, both to like the audience, right? Like people, the average person looks forward to us bringing our best work. Like we've, we've hyped it up. We're, we're set to deliver. Um, I also think like they're always going to be costly when they're done, right? They're worth more. Like the ROI is, Mm. is greater than the investment. Um, but I think when done poorly, they can be another marker of clients going, oh, this is industry waste, this is vanity. Like, I, I think it can either be our, our greatest strength um, or our greatest weakness, both from our client relationships as well as, you know, our relationships with, with people at large. So, like, I never want to see it go away, but I'd like to see us start taking it um, more seriously and on, on both kind of the brand and and um, the creative side. Yeah. Russell? Yeah, I agree completely with with both of your statements, and and I think that's absolutely right. And it's an, you know, it still is such a marketplace. It's not like in the, the NFL or whoever's hosting the Super Bowl is going to say, "Oh, let me make a judgment call on that." Uh, let's not let's not do this. It's a market. You have the money. You're putting your message in, um, which is you know that's it's a, again it's done it's been done really well, and and there's a lot of love for that. And frankly, I think. I think still people, even if this wasn't a great year, 
if you ask people afterwards, oh, did you like some of the ads? They'd probably say the same thing. Well, I remember liking other ads better. But generally speaking, <clears throat> I was entertained by it. It was it sort of added to the spectacle. Yeah. And I think that's that's all good. I think it's just really the ones that hit badly or poorly or weirdly <laughs> that um, that really kind of causes us to rethink our, our whole career. <laughs> <laughs> You made a good point. You made a good point about something earlier, Justin, I wanted to just touch on when you said uh, somehow, sometimes like, you know, they're just like one hits where it doesn't even align with the brand or what the brand stands for or anything. And I think one that I, uh, that I just thought about afterward uh, at, at the time was uh, TurboTax, right? Like they've been running that campaign a little bit, like, you know, what you can don't do your taxes, come here and do your taxes. And it, look, they've got like a three month window to spend all their money in advertising and do whatever. And just like the fact that they had a new one in the Super Bowl, but they stuck to what the uh, the strategy is, you know, for that brand right now. I just, I respected that, that they didn't just take a wild swing and try to do something different, but you know what, we're going to stick with our message, stick with the, our concept and our strategy and, and you know, do a, a new execution for it for the Super Bowl, but I respected the fact that they stuck to their DNA of what their brand was. I'm always happy when people do that, right? When you can take a long-running campaign and go, great, how do we turn it up to 11 for, for yeah. the Super Bowl? Or how do we use the Super Bowl to launch something big, um, you know, in that yeah. way? Yeah. I wish we would have time to pivot to the Jesus one. That, <laughs> that's, yeah. that's a whole other podcast. Rebranding, rebranding Jesus. That's another that's another podcast, Russell. <laughs> yeah. It's a different podcast entirely, actually. It's yeah. called That's What I Call Religion. Um, and note to self, don't call this podcast Super Bowl of Advertising because I don't want to wind Cliff up. Listen, um, we are fit at time. Thank you all so much. This was uh, even more enjoyable than I expected it would be. Cliff, Jess, Russell, appreciate your time. Thanks so much for your expertise, insight. I know more about marketing now. <laughs> I think I know less. Thanks, guys. Baby steps. Well, I hope you enjoyed that episode of That's What I Call Marketing. As you could tell, we had some laugh making that episode, and it was just amazing hearing from Jess, Cliff, and Russell how they experienced the ads in real time, the conversations they had with friends and families, and how they've reflected upon them. And well, their hopes, I guess, for Super Bowl advertising, it has a great place. It has a place in, in marketing and a huge amount of the ads that we think back on really play a huge part in, in just folklore and the world we live in. Again, you know, examples like uh, Budweiser, What's Up? So hope you enjoyed that episode. I certainly did. And of course, as they nicely pointed out, I got to learn a lot about marketing along the way, which is part of this journey. So thanks so much for listening. We'll be back next week with another episode of That's What I Call Marketing. So thank you for taking the time uh, for listening today. 